Comet in your head. Season two. I love, I love your vibes tonight. All right, Samantha. I have a little bit of a husky voice due to allergies, so I'm going to read our intro a little differently. Happy Wednesday, friends, and welcome back to Aquarius Behavior, a best friends podcast. I'm your co-host, Morgan. And I'm your co-host, Samantha. (laughs) Be quiet. (laughs) We invite you to hang out with us each Wednesday to take in some chaotic storytelling, low-key learning, and high-quality audio. That's the AirPod promise. Hey, Morgan. (laughs) Hi. That was... (laughs) Sultry. I was feeling very Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from old time radio. Oh, that was like Saturday like morning. Seventies, I think. Grocery shopping when they used to do reruns of Casey Kasem, yeah. and it's like, oh, what day in the year of nineteen eighty two is it? Yeah, let's listen to the top forty, baby. I know that was beautiful, Morgan. A little Thank bit you. more of a slow start uh, into yeah. our. Very exciting mm-hmm. episode today. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm a little husky, so please bear with. Um, bear with. My allergies have just been going crazy this weekend. So I'm just a little, like, just a little stuffed up still. Just, my sinuses and, like, <sighs> like, it's hard. Thick. Oh, you're just... <laughs> Cry me a river. Um, but yeah, but I'm like so excited that we get to talk about Pride and Prejudice today. Because yeah. it's Book Nook. Yeah, it's Book Nook. And oh it's God. it's felt like it's been uh, so much longer than it has since we've been in the pod lounge. I know, but it hasn't been that long. There's new furniture. There's a little bit of a new um, arrangement situation. We had our first guest. We had our first (gasps) guest. Oh Oh my gosh, that was very fun. Rachel's aura is still here. Yeah. That was delightful. That was absolutely delightful. And now also has sparked... Uh, all of our creativity and we're thinking well when are we gonna have more guests who else Whoa, gets to come who else and play? wants to come on our podcast mm-hmm. i don't know but it was a good time yeah it was a lot of fun i know so much has changed yeah. since our last book knock oh my gosh yeah <gasps> when we were yelling about sense and sensibility yeah and the regency era the regency era and now we are back and if you've listened to Book Nook before, you know we just jump right into it. There's it no intros. That no. was the end of our intro. That's it. Yep. I have We're no not, time. We have no time for personal mm-hmm. anecdotes today because no. we need to talk about half of a Jane Austen novel. Yep. Here we go. 30 chapters. Oh, my gosh. We read 30 chapters of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. So, first off, I want to know... I think the first thing we talked about was, like, how are you reading or listening to Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. this time? So... The great thing about Pride and Prejudice is that the total audiobook is under 11 hours. So I am listening to someone read it to me. It's a LibriVox recording. They recorded it in 2007. So I'm really hearkening back to, wow, who was Samantha in September 2007 when this was recorded? But yeah, they're doing a fabulous job and Mm. delivering five and a bit hours into my brain while I'm, yeah doing all of the other things that we, we are also doing in our world mm-hmm. yeah yep. the audiobook's mm-hmm. the way to go yep. i like having the physical book that we both have because that's where i then run over and 
put my notes in there or underline or circle things or tag mm-hmm. a page or whatever. But listening to it just also helps me close my eyes and do a lot more imagining, which I feel like this book can really lean itself to because there's so much internal thought process and like mm-hmm. not so many descriptors so mm-hmm. much of like people, but of places and situations and conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I super appreciate. Uh, first of all, I'm going to cough editing and Samantha. <laughs> <coughs> I love her. Yeah. There's just you guys. I just we got to get it out of the way right now. OK, I'm very excited to be here. It doesn't sound like I'm very excited just because my body hurts and I feel sick, but I, I'm excited to be here. So just whatever you hear from going forward, just know that. Yep. Um. So, OK. We were talking about audiobooks. Um, yeah, audiobooks have really well, it's been a game changer for me. Yeah. And I am also listening to it on audiobook on uh Libby.com, the Libby app. Ah, uh, the Libby app, yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, public libraries. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to an unabridged version, the publisher's Duke Classics, and it's this the narrator is Kate Kelgren. And again, just got a great narrator yeah does a lot of great voices mm-hmm. and i'm very into it but i agree that's the thing i love about jane austen because it's in the public domain there are a lot of choices yes there's a lot of options things you can just find on youtube for free yeah and some people get very creative with public domain books like um i've heard people who have done you know effects in the background or they set music to it mm-hmm. and you know and they just really take their time and make something nice yeah well before we jump in, I wanted to make sure that we talked about this, but do you remember the YouTube series, The Lizzie Bennet Diaries? <gasps> oh my gosh, that was so cute. Yes. Yeah, that's a perfect yes. example of people mm-hmm. taking it and, I mean, you can just repackage it because it's public domain, but they right. made a whole, was it like 50 episode, like mm-hmm. YouTube series of from yeah. the point of view of Lizzie Bennet and... Like five to ten minute episodes. Yeah, it was you know? just so what cute. Series? But it's, yeah, it can be addictive and it can be put into so many different flavors of things. Yes. Yeah. We were talking about Bridget Jones. That's right. You know, all, all the different adaptations of. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something I wanted to ask you. Do you have, because we're very familiar with Pride and Prejudice. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't think it would be controversial for me to say that this is Jane Austen's most popular work. I agree. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, this has been the book that's been most popular. I think it's the most well-known of her stories. Definitely has the most adaptations. Like, yeah. it's everywhere. And t- as you said, we watched Bridget Jones's Diary. Mm-hmm. And so this is a story you're really familiar with. Having now seen Bridget Jones, did you come into this with a different ear? <laughs> I did. I did. And, and it was so it was so cute to imagine that author writing that book with the Mr. Darcy that she said that she essentially <sighs> created mm-hmm. from the Mr. Darcy that she imagined in the, you know, the classic. Yes. Pride and Prejudice. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. OK, well, great. Great talk, everybody. We'll see you next week. Um, no, yeah, that I'm was kidding. great. Oh my god, let's I do just, it. Okay. I just have so many feelings about um, Pride and Prejudice. I just don't even know. What I don't to do. even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Um, I'm 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 going to start somewhere. I have something I want to say. Hold on. Okay. Well. <clears throat> okay. It is a truth universally knowledge. Acknowledged. 
arrested a single man in possession of a good fortune must, must be, be in want, want of a, a wife. wife. Of course. <laughs> That's oh my God. how you start a book. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. Sense and Sensibility, to me, was just a light, lovely Pure delight. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, yes, there were parts that were sad, but I just, for me, just reading and going through it, it just, everybody has like, everybody's sweet, you know? Even Marianne, like, she's a little wild, but she's not, like, there's nothing about Marianne that's like going against the rules. I don't see Marianne as like this rebel. Yeah, she's not like the trouble sister. No, she's not a trouble sister. Mm -hmm. She's just like, very self-assured and she's young you know she's just young and pride and prejudice i having listened to them now back to back and i've listened to this book a few times probably like three or four times yeah and it is just striking me how snarky this book is in the best way like the tone of this book yes and the tone of these characters it is so different from sense and sensibility um but there's also some similar themes and so like also this book is flirty as fuck it is oh my goodness welcome to the explicit Explicit episode episode. (laughs) and so no like i am just okay i think specifically the scene when okay so yeah let's get in there Picture us, okay? We're here. Um, we're all at Bingley's house. Yes. And we're trapped there because um our eldest sister got sick. And yes. so, you know, we're there and uh you're Elizabeth and she's in the house and they're all having like, you know, their quiet time and Darcy's writing his letter to his sister. Yes. Like this whole banter going back and forth between this, the between them and the way like they kind of tease each other yes. and it's just so sly, but also like how I I love I love Darcy and Elizabeth because they both are just like kind of like snarky and silly and they're yes. both just like highly intelligent people. And so I think it just seems to me like they're both used to being misunderstood. Like I think Elizabeth goes into situations just slightly guarded and mm-hmm. like she is extremely outspoken to the point of being rude. Like, she's definitely – she's not mean or malicious or anything, but she's definitely not, like, a nice, polite girl. That's right. Like, you know, she's – you know, which is just so attractive to me. And I'm just like, you go, girl. Like, <laughs> That's right. No, she really yeah. does just tell you what she's thinking in her own Regency-era delivery. Yes. But it's still a little bit more in your face than that polite society energy that we were having yes. in Sense and Sensibility. But mm. she doesn't get worked up. She doesn't seem to get worked up about people's emotions mm-hmm. or reactions towards her behavior, which tells me that she's kind of used to that. She's kind of used to people just going like, oh, Elizabeth. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, I had to walk three miles to I get just, over here. And of course, my dress is going to have mud all over yeah, it. Like, and I'm just out here living my life. What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to see my sister. Get out of here. Yeah. And then, you know, and then getting to know Darcy kind of in those same things, mm-hmm. it, it it seemed parallel to me. Yeah. Because, like, then we have Darcy kind of in those social moments and he is just very, he's dry, he's blunt. He's very shy 
And, you know, he just does not do well. He has social anxiety. That's like, what it clearly is. has mm-hmm. like some major social anxiety here. And like, I really feel for that. And I'm just like, oh, honey. Oh, honey, baby. I just <laughs> want to wrap you up in my arms and tell you it's going to be OK. I see <laughs> like, you over there almost floundering. <laughs> yes. Just like it's almost easier to hate it for him mm-hmm. than to like try. It's yes. like he's just going to hate all the <sighs> things. And and that's what pe- that's what happens. Like you know, people think he's just impertinent, yes, oh, impertinent Darcy. And Darcy. you know, he's just you know full of this pride and um, looks down on everybody else. And it's like mm, that's not what's actually happening, though. It's what it looks like. But really, he's just like super armored up right now because he's extremely uncomfortable and just like has a hard time trusting people. Yeah, like he's very guarded. Yeah. And so it's interesting to just start to see that. Um, I also love the book because I'm getting more of an insight into Darcy and like his mm. psyche. Because I think, you know, the 2005 adaptation, which we both love oh, so much gosh, with Kara Knightley. Yep. I was just going to say Colin Firth. Kira Not Knightley. that one. Wait, that's the one with Kara Knightley. The t- Kara Knightley and who? Um, oh, the one. Oh, what's the his name? The guy who's Damn in death at a funeral, and I'm totally blanking. Matthew McFadden, I'm, I think is his name. Wait, hold on. Morgan. Matthew McFadden. Is Did that I just pull that out? The 2005 adaptation with Matthew McFadden and Kira Knightley. Did I sound so cool like uh, I knew what I was I'm gonna, talking about? <gasps> oh, my God. I was right. Yay. Good job. Ooh, wow. He looks like that. No, okay, because yeah, we were talking about the um, is it the BBC series that Colin Firth is in? Yes, and then okay. that's the BBC and that's series the one, that he's in. Yep, and that's the one that she wrote the um, Pride and Prejudice, Bridget Jones Diary off of him, yes, Colin Firth, him, Colin Firth being the beautiful man and the Correct. Darcy that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so back exactly. to the 2005 Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Adaptation. Yep. Mm-hmm. That one. So that one. I love so f- much for Sorry. so many. I'm gonna edit the heck out of it. Just Why? This part of the conversation. <laughs> I'm just I like, say, it's let like it ride. I have forgotten everyone's name. It's like I it's like Good. I didn't know that we were gonna be doing Pride and Prejudice. Like, Blessings. Is this the second <laughs> level sponge story? Is just <laughs> This was terrible. Welcome I was, to Pride and Prejudice part one. Here we like, are, man. I was like gonna go visit my goddaughter yesterday too, and I had Text my brother and I was like, dude, it cannot happen. I feel like crud. It's just not happening. <laughs> I'm just struggling to breathe right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You know, we are steering our podcasting ship through all weather, Morgan. Guys, it's on real. On the sea of friendship and happiness. This podcast is real. <laughs> and sometimes it just takes a little bit of an extra effort to turn on the brain. But okay, now that we've fully looked up who yeah. is. <laughs> Matthew McFadden. Matthew McFadden. Mm, glorious. He did a nice job. Also, if you haven't seen Death at a Funeral, the OG. Yeah. Because that's the British one that he's in. There is an American remake of it, which I haven't seen, but I know Chris Rock is in it. And like, I don't know. But like, and uh, yeah, but I heard like it was funny. But the first one, the OG is the one that Matthew McFadden is in. Yeah. Who also plays Darcy. Yeah. And he plays a very like similar type of character. And it's just You sat me down a couple me. months ago and we're like, also mm-hmm. you need to watch this too, because yeah. Peter Dinklage is in it. Yeah. A bunch of people. And also the OG was made by Frank Oz. Mm. Very cool, who is Yoda. 
so all cool things. Wow. Yeah, and he did a lot of stuff with Jim Henson. He's a puppet guy. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> it's apparently, all connected to the puppets. <laughs> apparently, my brain is remembering things today, mm-hmm. which cool. is great because Excellent. I didn't come in prepared at all for this episode other than the fact that I listened to the book. <laughs> and I was like, I thought about making notes in my journal, and then I was like, it's never going to happen. No, we just have I'm just going to show up. Mm-hmm. That's right. No, it's going into mm-hmm. what their inner psyche was, who mm-hmm. Darcy is, because now we're jumping back in, yes. because I've had 12 more thoughts since we've Thank been talking you. Okay, about the other thing. Thank you for bringing me back here. Yeah. Yes. So, like, glimpsing. in the book... As I was listening back, um, there is like a very specific point where like Darcy just like tells himself and admits to himself and he's like, crap, I got to get to know this girl better. This woman, excuse me, because he doesn't even look at her. At first he does. And he's just like, oh, my God, silly girl. Yeah. And then something shifts and he just like, I think, notices her humor and notices like just her inner strength. That's what I like to believe as I'm reading this. And I'm like, I think he's attracted to those bits because those are the bits I'm attracted to. Um, when I read about Elizabeth and I'm like, yeah, get it. Her strong willedness, yes. her sure heartedness, yes. her steady, yes. steadfastness. And she's girl is smart. Yeah. Like she she's is quick. smart. And it's just Ugh. like this, especially just when they're together, it's just like verbal sparring. Yeah. And I'm just like, I am so it's entertained. Hot. It it's is hot. hot. It's it is hot. It is so hot. It's like so hot. Sometimes Morgan. I stop what I'm doing. And I'm just like, I just. <laughs> wow we gotta is, turn it down in here it just got hot up in here mr darcy oh God. and just like him smirking and i'm just like you little fuck i love that. you i just that sit out of your face <laughs> it just love him. you know what he's been thirst trapping since the regency oh, area he is a thirst trap for sure it's the regency area yeah it's the area where the regency <laughs> did you say area again for real or just is that not is that an accident i accidentally <laughs> said regency area i meant to say regency era it's oh my god like i said it's just a mess today i no, love our episode it's a mess but this is what everyone showed up for because everyone sat down and they're like Yes. Part one. Pride and Prejudice. Aquarius mm. behavior. Let's go. Let's listen to what Morgan yeah. and Samantha have to say. And, you know, I hope that everyone is just right along the friendship ship with us of we just we're doing it, man. Told and there's you in the opening. So, oh, chaotic so storytelling. I mean, we Darcy you. They all knew. is. Yeah, let's jump like, back in. Jump I back don't. In. OK, toes back in. So I don't want to mm. compare like the real life people that we know and love and whatever I, because hey okay. no i don't mind if you do that jane austen took a second and was like let's talk about the kind of man mm-hmm. who just will watch mm-hmm. and have private deep romantic thoughts from across the room he she doesn't know it but he in the most non-stalkery way oh. is aware of what she is doing, who she's talking to, the interaction she's having, the kibitz amongst mm-hmm. the town as he's existing. Like, he's keeping his ear to the ground for the goss. <sighs> he is so yeah. much more of a drama baby than he lends on. Oh, and yeah, and the Mama. the Mama. armor that um he wears to just mm-hmm. secretly be like, oh yeah, no, I have just a lot of money and I can fix all these problems. And oh, mm-hmm. turns out Elizabeth Bennet is actually everything that society doesn't think that I should have or love, but mm-hmm. is actually everything that he ever needed. 
I think <laughs> I think that Darcy starts having a crush on Elizabeth um, because she surprises him. Yeah. I think that she's like, I think, you know, because also in that time, he's probably used to women just throwing themselves at him. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like he it is well known that he's super wealthy. And yeah. so like. I can only imagine that he's just like people just come at me. He doesn't know who to trust. Like he has to have his guard up because yes. do they love him for him or his money or yes. his title, family, land? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he also like, as we found out, has this younger sister to take care of. Yeah. And so it's you know there's just like a little bit more to him that as I start to get to know him makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know. To meet Elizabeth Bennett, who is this woman who is not afraid to make eye contact with people, who's not afraid to speak her mind to people, yeah, um, who doesn't, you know, kind of squirm away from um, intimidating situations, <laughs> and that is very surprising. She's so cool. It's very she is she's cool. She's so cool, man. She's very cool. She's Ugh. a rebel. I'm so into that. Oh my god. Um some other things I'm so the thing about Darcy too is just the fact that what I find interesting about him and the thing that like separates him from being a fuckboy because turns out Darcy is not a Regency era fuckboy. Yeah. You think he is at the beginning? You think maybe he could be and you're just like, who is this pompous butt face? Yeah. Like. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is with this dude? Just like loosen up, buddy. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I really identify with him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that party where I don't know anybody sounds like my absolute nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Easier to hate it all than to try and find any now. Yeah. Any coziness. No. No, no, no. And so um I get that. But the thing that really draws me to him is the f- like how many efforts he puts in to making things right. And the realization that like, mm. oh no. Shoot, now I think this person is cool and I want to get to know them, but I made a super dumb first impression and I looked kind of like an idiot. And so now I have to figure out how to be their friend. <laughs> it's just like my choices. Yeah, it's like this first half of the book, it's really just like I I love this because I didn't really realize it before, but I was like, oh, my God, Darcy, he's just, like, literally struggling to make a fucking friend right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's his whole – it's not even, like, I'm in love with Elizabeth and I need to marry her. It's literally just he's interested in her and just, like, who is this person? And he's like, now I have to try to make friends. <laughs> like, now I have to <laughs> – Like, how am I going to talk to this person again? <laughs> what do the kids like these days? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, like – I, f- I find him even more endearing mm-hmm. as I listen to the book because I get to hear his inner thoughts and his, you know, a little bit of his inner monologue, even though it is still pretty heavily focused on Elizabeth. Like, there's just more in the book about Darcy yeah. and his point of view. And, like, his little reactions or things mm-hmm. that are kind of inferred by Jane. She lets yeah. us know kind of a moment of what's happening the the backward glance or the mm-hmm. walking away looking very confused. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people in Regency 
in the Regency era. Uh, they're just walking out of rooms looking very confused or very worried. <laughs> yes. I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So what uh, first initial impressions? What are things that immediately stuck out to you this time around listening to the mm-hmm. book? Uh, I have a really fond feeling for the first couple chapters of Mm -hmm. the book because it feels like awkward cozy family time Mm -hmm. where everyone is in the house everyone's hanging around this Mm -hmm. is where we're meeting the bennett's we're meeting lizzie we're meeting the sisters jane is unfolding the you know mild chaos that is existing in their home and the piano music and the fighting over clothing or bonnets or ribbons or Mm -hmm. whatever um how the parents you know feel and then mr collins comes and visits and all of the things about the entailment i just fucking mr collins oh mr collins like for me the beginning i i never understood when i read mr collins just how pompous (sighs) he was until i watched the movie and when you can get mr collins acted well Oh, my gosh. It just it's comedic. It's beautiful, comedic hilarity. But the yeah, I when I first tried to read Jane Austen, anything Pride and Prejudice Mm -hmm. is what I chose. And like I read a couple chapters and then I put it down for a couple months. So I had to reread it. And so Mm -hmm. by the time I actually got into it, I was very (laughs) familiar with the first couple chapters of just like. All right, here's the family and we're all sitting in here. We're meeting all of the characters. And now we're I mean, Mrs. Bennett just illustrating what her needs for her daughters are and how she wants to prove to everyone you know my daughters don't need to make our meal we had our staff take care of that like (sighs) she just wants to see her daughters well off she immediately is making plans for everyone Mm -hmm. to just find you find the man and get the thing and you'll be happy Mm -hmm. and then it'll be you know and everyone will be taken Mm -hmm. care of because that's the stress Mm -hmm. if something happens the property will be entailed away. So unless mm-hmm. someone marries Mr. Collins, uh-oh, that's yeah. that's going to be an issue. So those just easing into the character work <laughs> of this round because, mm-hmm. my goodness, I love the middle and I love the end and mm-hmm. just the romance and whatever. But I always kind of skip over like mm-hmm. the buildup of meeting Mr. Collins and meeting um, mm-hmm. Charlotte and just yeah. how everything is laid oh out. God, Charlotte, we got to talk about Charlotte too. <laughs> so with just those such strong characters and the illustration of Lizzie with, you know, the relationship mm-hmm. with her father, um, it just it feels this book is familiar to me one because it's the only other austin book that i've read but also because over the years of trying to read it and getting through it these couple first chapters just do such a great job like introducing us to the personality of all the all the different characters Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i find this book comforting Mm -hmm. because yeah for me too it's just it's a story i'm familiar with like i know these characters and it's it's nice getting to you know, just spend some time with them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those two that I've I've listened to a few times. I've I've like actually physically read it once. And I was like, audiobooks from here. And so they're characters that every time I listen or every time I read, I feel like I pick up something new or mm-hmm. something new relates to me. And so Mrs. Bennett is one of those where every <gasps> single time I meet Mrs. Bennett. My empathy for that woman grows. Yes. Every time. Oh. Because the first time ever, you know, I just looked at her and I was like, 
oh, dear God, this like this is this mother is the most embarrassing yeah. mother nightmare. I Like what a nightmare. Yeah. And like, or could you imagine like her being your in-law? Oh, my gosh. She is just so gossipy and unaware, like fine intentions. But like, dear God, that woman tries hard. And like, I really sympathize with their situation because first of all, in the Regency era, let's just talk about the fact that that woman bred and delivered five people. Yeah. They grew up into human women who... This is before the Victorian era. We don't have anesthetics. Mm -hmm. There, no. Like, you don't get that. Um, (laughs) You're going to feel everything. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then, like, you're just going to bleed forever, and we'll see if you pull through. Yeah, good luck. And then maybe your kid doesn't want to breastfeed. And, like... Or maybe you can't make enough milk and then you they die. Everybody yeah. or you catch a cold and you die. Yeah. Like, so the fact, I think, first of all, meeting this woman at this point in my life and I'm just like, oh, my God, Mrs. Bennett, like you have raised five children. I am a mid 30 year old <laughs> trying to take care of myself and my two fur babies. Yeah. And so like that perspective now stresses me out. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of sympathy for this person, especially the fact that like. She's bred for breeding. Like, your body survived five natural births. Yeah. Like, that is incredible. Yeah. And so, like, the fact that they just, like, didn't have a son is, like, what are the odds? Yeah. Like, she put in (laughs) her... She could go, like, all that breeding that woman did? Oh, Oh my my goodness. goodness. And so, it's just, like, you know, it's just one of those things that's, like, what are the odds? Like, these people got married young, like... This, you know, this wife is fit and she is she's doing ready it. to breed. Yeah. Um, and it, <laughs> and so like the stress of that and yeah. like the dad, okay, also took a different perspective of Mr. Bennett. Yes. Okay. okay. The parents are so interesting. Okay, yeah, tell me. They are. I need to talk a little bit about their relationship mm-hmm. because this listen along, I really paid attention to them in the first couple chapters. Because yes. I was just I I've always been fascinated by them. Um, and so I do have a question for you. Like, do you think that Mr. and Mrs. Bennett are actually in love? Like, do you think they got married for love? Or do you think they were more of a setup? Because they never, to my remembrance, never actually talk about that in the book. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about this before? Yeah. I. It's so hard to be like, you know what, this is definitely the thought process. But I feel like with how Mr. Bennett sees Lizzie, mm-hmm. I think that he sees almost if Lizzie was at the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. that would be kind of Mrs. Bennett, the ridiculousness, mm-hmm. the flighty, the twirly, the tornadoing, the mm-hmm. whatever. And I think that he sees the love for his wife through his children mm-hmm. and he appreciates who his wife is. It's like how love changes over time. Like, yeah. I do think that they are in love with each other Mm -hmm. outward emotion not even a little bit Mm -hmm. it's a more of a secretly nestled and knowing that like they are secure with each other Mm -hmm. you know he is not going to leave her she is not going to leave him they can build Mm -hmm. this house together raise these children because there's that net of safety Mm -hmm. was it set up i don't know but i think that he has an appreciation for who his wife is Mm -hmm. because he doesn't get overly annoyed at her and so he knows to take who she is with just with a little grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? 
I I think that they are totally in love. Yeah. I do think that. Mm-hmm. And and I yeah, I believe that this time around reading because it's just like the little ways that he teases her. <laughs> and you know, yeah. and that they just kind of banter about but it's also in the way that like he kind of seems to like anticipate yes what her needs are and so like you know <laughs> and in what the she's very, gonna come at him with <laughs> in the very beginning you know and he's like really teasing her and kind of working her up and then he says well such a good thing that i already did all of those things because like <laughs> Of course I'm going to be aware of our family's needs and take care of our daughters, my dear. Like, but I'm glad that you kind of, you know, got that out of your system. And, like, he can just wait by patiently as she, like, you know, to present out her emotions. (laughs) And it's just, you know, so I just, like, I see him as such more of an internal processor and she is a very external processor. That's perfect. Yes. You know? Yep. Mm -hmm. And so I do, like, I, I don't know. I, for some reason... I really was like holding on to their storyline this time around listening and just like thought about this whole storyline for them of like, I think they were once young and in love and they were like, wow, this is cool. Like we fell in love and we worked out because also I wonder like where would Jane and Elizabeth get these wild and like really strong ideas of wanting to be in love and get married. Yeah. If they had not had an example of that. Seen you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just think if like their parents had had an arranged marriage and it was pretty strict, like I would think that if they grew up with that, like that's then their expectation of like that's what marriage is. I must like, find the man. <laughs> you know, to get we've the just house. Yeah, yeah, like we've just seen it and it's a business deal and yeah. You know, that's just like what it is. That's a really good point, Morgan. Because there's a lot of other ladies Mm -hmm. in society where that is their view, you know, and like we talk to like Bingley's sisters and like none of them are passionate or like in love. Like they talk about their world like it is just kind of all transactions and, you know, very transactional. It's very formal. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of interesting to me seeing, you know, those different relationships there and and just thinking like, oh, my gosh, I think they are. But also it's just like, you know, maybe those things that he thought was really cute in the beginning are just like really annoying now because they've been <laughs> together for 30 years. And he's well, like, dear God, woman, you talk a lot. You know, and I think that it can be a combination of the both. Right. Like, you, oh, I think so. You know, it's the the more, you know, and love someone, the less you mask around them and the more you are just your true self with your family. And yeah, I'm sure that from your yet yeah, to your point of they are now watching their children match up and be married and all of the things with that of, you know, I can only imagine what their evening conversations in their bedroom was about like, oh, you know, Jane hasn't come out of her room for two days now, you know, and Mm -hmm. mm, just whatever, whatever the concerns are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just watching these girls and being like, good luck. Well, all I can do as Mrs. Bennett, all I can do is sit here at home and yell about it, I guess. What else can she do? That's kind of all she, <laughs> all like, she like for do. real, though, yeah. it kind of is. Yeah. And Mr. Bennett, I love, so, like, he also just, you know, very, like, laid back guy. <laughs> he's he's just a very, he's chilling. He's very laid back. He just wants to sit and read. And I was thinking about that um, as well this time around. I was like, he's, like, always portrayed that way. And in the book, it's very evident, too, how, you know, when there's scenes with Mr. and Mrs. Bennett and Mrs. Bennett is just 
vibrating at a very high frequency most of the time. And Mm -hmm. then Mr. Bennett is like very much her opposite of like he is always calm and chill. And I think in a way, what, first of all, to live a life of leisure. Mm. Love Mm. that for him. Right. Like he is just like hanging out. That's nice. In his library. And I also Mm -hmm. think though, like what a great service to his family because Honestly, the best thing that Mr. Bennett can do for his family is to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Like, stay to stay alive, alive as long alive. as possible. Like Just stay alive. It's just, you just have to stay alive just as exist. long as possible. And so, to be honest. Just keep existing. That, the life of leisure that he lived is, first of all, something he definitely enjoyed, no doubt. So, self-sacrificing, also, Morgan. like, the best way he could have like provided for his family because he knows the second he dies like if he dies young or like has an accident or like is like too stressed out and then leads to heart problems or like catches a cold or whatever it's like well (laughs) if a window's open and a gust of wind comes in only yeah you only die earlier and then the intel takes over and everybody loses everything yeah so his main purpose and i this is the conclusion i came to this time around uh, reading the book was just like wow mr bennett Way to go. Like, way to take care of your family and just live as long as possible. Like, that's the goal. Way to go, man. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. So, anyways. He needs to stay alive and read and treat his body nicely and do things for his family that will further their Mm -hmm. prosperity. Yeah. And Mrs. Bennett gets to Mm -hmm. watch and also yell about it and then also go to parties and. Yep. Oh my god, she is super fucking embarrassing. She's though. so embarrassing. Like I cringe it's, every oh. time we do party scenes. Every it's time, so tough. it's tough, and I feel just oh. like and Elizabeth, we got another empath on our hands. I think, yeah, like she. You said awareness earlier. This whole book is about awareness, and everybody's just being aware of everybody else. And then most of the characters, though, are just unaware of everything. Yep. And we're just following Elizabeth around and she is just finely tuned and all of her senses are lighting up about everything and just, oh, my God. It's just like there are social rules. And this still happens today where, like, I am in situations sometimes and I see an interaction happening and in front of me and I'm just like this is like a fucking car crash and it's happening and I can't stop it and like we'll see how everybody deals with this I wish that we could avoid this and it's happening right now my worst fear is happening yep okay now we're watching and and we can't stop it yes and this is yeah. yeah the, Have you been in situations like that? No, that's really rare <laughs> just for like, me. Hello? Mm. No, secondhand embarrassment or like watching something oh unfold God. where there's such a miscommunication or Ugh. such a unawareness of information presentation where it's just like, no. Yep, misunderstandings. Stop. Yeah, this whole book is just, yeah, misunderstandings yeah. and miscommunications and missed oh, so glances. Awkward. <laughs> just so much awkwardness. I cringe a lot more. I've been cringing a lot more in this book than I did with Sense and Sensibility as well. Yeah. Just because social, I have like major social anxiety. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I hate the scenes and love the scenes in the social situations and the parties. And Mr. Collins is acting awkwardly because I also don't think that Mr. Collins means to. Mm -hmm. I think that some characters like some characters know exactly what they're doing. 
I don't think Mr. Collins means to. I think Mr. Collins is just a little bit of an idiot. And I think that he just tries and fails every time. He's just so awkward. There's so an awkward. unawareness to him. Unaware. He's just, just unaware. And it's it's like everyone. Me. Yeah. Cheers. Um, It's like everyone. He thinks that everyone is having the same experience he is. He's not aware of, of another point of view. It's all Lady Catherine no. de Berg. It's all, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, oh, so while you were bad. talking, I remembered that I did. I did do some. Um, I need to find it because they've switched to the wrong one. But I want to find Mr. Collins when I'm, he goes up to Darcy. I'm going to eat some of my podcast Good. snacks. Great. As we do that. Yeah, that scene is the most awkward thing. I and just, Elizabeth I like, highlighted trying, it. It's just which one is she's it? She's trying to stop it. Even and tells <sighs> tells him like, no, you can't do that without no. an introduction. And Mr. Darcy is going to find this impertinent, and yeah. he totally does. But I must say, so I think Mr. Darcy was like actually very polite about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, you could tell, and just the way that Elizabeth was describing this, that it was like super awkward and like. Definite car crash kind of social scene. Oh, it is car crash. Ugh. But then even just, like, her own family. It's just her whole family is awkward. Like, her sisters are just, like, rambunctious. And no problem. Go and have fun. Yeah. Like, have a good time. But, like, you're being so loud. Like, you're being disruptive. When everyone in the room knows what you're doing, it's that's a, a problem. Much. It's a little much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a party. You you don't need to be the center of attention right now. And just like, oh, my gosh. And like, poor Mary trying to play the piano. And she's just not very good. And it's awkward. Like, when her dad's asked her oh. to stop, I felt so bad for her. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. How awful. Like, your daddy comes and tells you to stop and like tries to be polite about it but clearly he's embarrassed because you're not doing very well is she like 14 13 14 15 kind of in there probably yeah. I was, yeah it's like old enough for like, like 14 or 15 you're now like a center of attention at a party and mm-hmm. you i mean maybe she's only been able to attend these kind of parties just recently yeah. and now she's able to go to the piano and then dad's like all mm-hmm. right let's give someone else a no. shot And it's, like, the only thing, like, she talks a lot about how she doesn't like parties anyway. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like socializing. And she's kind of, I imagine Mary in, like, modern day, she would be, like, she would totally have an emo flair. You know, she's very, like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't conform with society. And Mm -hmm. social rules at parties are stupid. And dancing is just a metaphor for sex. And that's all that boys (laughs) want. (laughs) And so I'm just going to be different. Uh, different. I can't. The rules of society will never bind me. So that's what I imagine Mary being like. In like modern version. Mary and I'm wearing my black hoodie. Yeah. And so. With thumb holes cut out. Because she's evil. Mm -hmm. And a lot of safety pins. Oh, yeah. On it too, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So that was also like the vision. Like, out of her. Because, like, Mary, like, really, all of the sisters, I think, like, they're all rebellious in their own way. And some of their rebellion 
is more constructive than others. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say it that way because <laughs> I don't like referring to girls or women as silly. Mm-hmm. Like that silly behavior. Like, oh, they're so funny. I think that's condescending. Yeah. Um, there's and intention so, behind that. Yeah, there's intention. And so like I find them all to be rebels and like – Lydia, are you helping? It's a lot of cringe. I don't know. Oh. It's a lot of just cringe. It doesn't make me feel it's right. It's a lot of cringe. <laughs> and just a lot of also just the two older sisters of just watching, you know, all the girls are out. Mm-hmm. All the girls are in society. And the eldest are trying to find their people. And there's just this, the the younger sister behavior of it all in this. And yeah. each of them, like, so different from the other. Mm-hmm. In not annoying in a different way, but just um, exuberant mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I do. And I do love that, the sibling relationships. And we saw, you know, that in Sense and Sensibility, too. And I think, like, if you have siblings, you know, there is a point or maybe multiple points in your life as you continue to grow and develop where you just get to a crossroads with your sibling. You're like, well, look at you over there making those choices. And I'm over here making these choices and no one's really hurting each other or anybody else for that matter. It's just, boy, that's different. Look, Isn't that different? Look at that. The way that you're living your life. Nope. <laughs> so I, I do appreciate, yeah, those, those glances, you know, across the room or something. And Elizabeth, you just get her narration of like shaking her head oh yeah. my god just, like why why is why are happening? we acting like this oh, and now gosh. everyone's looking at me like what do you expect me to do I'm just trying i'm just over here to be here like why do i have to be tied to these people <laughs> like <laughs> oh that just family right the, the fa- <laughs> well okay so let's talk about embarrassing moments so we're gonna take a minute now that i actually found because i turns out i dog-eared too many things and so i was like ah crap which Love which that. circled paragraph is this uh so <clears throat> mr collins and his mm. delivery and how he views the world and assumes that everyone will see his point of view. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read like two little bits from here. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the moment when he decides that he just needs to meet everyone in the room. He says, <clears throat> I have found out by a singular accident that there is now in the room a near relation of my patroness. I happen to overhear the gentleman himself mentioning to the young lady who does the honors of the house, the names of his cousin, Mr. Berg. And her mother, Lady Catherine. How wonderfully these sorts of things occur. Who would have thought of my meeting with, perhaps, a nephew of Lady Catherine de Bourgh in this assembly? I am most thankful that the discovery is made in time for me to pay my respects to him, which I am now going to do. And trust he will excuse my not having it done before. My total ignorance of the connection must plead my apology. You are not going to... Oh, oh, Morgan, excuse me. You have a line, and it is, you are not going to introduce yourself to Mr. Darcy, exclamation mark, question mark. You are not going to introduce yourself to Mr. Darcy. Indeed, I am. I shall entreat his pardon for not having done it earlier. I believe him to be Lady Catherine's nephew. It will be in my power to assure him that her ladyship was quite well yesterday night. Yes, tonight. There's some there's mm-hmm, some apostrophes mm-hmm. in that word. Elizabeth tried hard to dissuade him from such a scheme, assuring yeah. him that Mr. Darcy would consider his addressing him without introduction as an impertinent 
freedom mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than a compliment to his aunt and that it was not in the least necessary there should be any notice on either side and that if it were it must belong to mr darcy the mm-hmm. superior in consequence to be to begin mm-hmm. the acquaintance mr collins listened to her with determined air of following his own inclination and when she ceased speaking he replied my dear miss elizabeth i have the highest opinion in the world of your excellent judgment etc 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 and he just keeps on going and then he walks over to Mr. Darcy and we watch this through Elizabeth's eyes of Mm -hmm. her seeing Mr. Collins walk over to him and then he returns after about to Mr. Darcy and it's like she does not know what was said but she could she could feel the vibes Mm -hmm. man from across the room she could feel the vibes and uh, Mr. Collins cannot. No, <laughs> he does, like, <laughs> that's the thing. Of he where I'm just like, cannot. he does not under like he literally does not understand. Like he cannot pick up on social no. cues, and no. that's just. And so I think that that's the thing of you know seeing <laughs> those types of behavior. Yes, and like, what do you do in that kind of time? Because that's all that it is. Is like society and it's all of these rules like we still live in a society of rules that we're like trying to break down but i mean for that time it was just so much more buttoned up and like so much more buttoned up you know and and it was a little bit i mean like it's dangerous i think like social alienation is always dangerous for us as humans and Mm -hmm. so it's like what do you do yeah when you're that fucking awkward it's (laughs) like fucking awkward bug it's fucking awkward yeah yeah. So why don't what do you do? No, it's it's also the balance between mm. your it's it's like in MySpace you had your top eight. It's your protected social network of friends of I don't want some random person to just mm-hmm. come and introduce themselves because I truly do not actually know who they are. Like it was so mm-hmm. much more sketchy back in the day and so much more easily to mm-hmm. be taken advantage of oh, yeah. because of just these etiquette rules. Mm-hmm. And I get them. But also the fact that you can't just walk across the dance floor and be like, hey there, Mr. Darcy, um, I'm staying, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, at the patronage of your aunt's property and it's tight and just wanted to let you know that I think your family's really cool and if I could come there for dinner all the time, I would and I and hope to see you. Best friend. I just want to <laughs> hang out so all cool. the time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that's the energy he just exudes and I think that everyone just watches Mr. Collins like mm-hmm. look at this completely selfish assured human with his self-assuredness living his life Mm. man out loud just so out loud in front of the whole world isn't he he does have confidence doesn't he he's got Mm. confidence he's got some major confidence Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah yep he he really likes himself yeah and Good on him. Bless the Mr. Collinses of the world. <laughs> Bless it. <laughs> I gotta say, too. So, okay, you've not seen, speaking of adaptations. Yeah. So you have not watched Pride and Prejudice and Zombies yet. No. But it's on our list. It's been on our list since October. Yes. We've been podcasting. And so <laughs> I, Mr. Collins is actually one of the characters that I get very curious to see every time I watch a movie or something. Because I, I think his, like, character is just... I think it's just perfect. And it's so <laughs> like adaptive. It's so well written. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so you I, can take it. Any good like actor would yes. just take it and run with it. Yes. And flare. And it's he's flare. just the way that he's portrayed in 
you know, the O5 versus the BBC miniseries, so different, like two very, very different portrayals, but they both work. Mm -hmm. And in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Matt Smith plays Mr. Collins. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Mm, And also. That's nice. Brings a different flavor to it, but still awkward as fuck. Yeah. Because I think that's just the one that's the only rule for Mr. Collins. It's like you need to be awkward as fuck. Mm-hmm. And how you decide to be awkward is kind of up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so but just really drive it home. You just yeah. gotta drive it home. You gotta commit. Matt Smith does awkward well. Yeah. And so he does. He does. You <laughs> he know? Does. And so he does awkward well. <sighs> and so yeah, I think that's another um yeah, that's another portrayal that I really like. Yeah. It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. She's awkward. This whole book is awkward. It's so when it's not being flirty, it's awkward. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's awkward. And now it's flirty. And now it's flirty, but it's also kind of awkward. I don't know. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're traveling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so many well written characters. And then like the friendships too that are, you know, shown in this book. And as we're learning and it progresses towards the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. That Mr. Collins is like, you know who should be my wife? Jane. Oh, Jane actually is mm-hmm. super into Bingley. Well, Bing Lee from the oh, Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Oh my God, he was so <laughs> Bing cute. Lee. Bing Lee. Oh, I like how they did it. that. He, he was, was so, so precious. <laughs> Pemberley was like a recording studio or something adorable. Oh, it's oh, great. It? Yeah, if you guys have oh, if time. you guys have a rainy afternoon, just rock out f- just a couple hours of Lizzie Bennet Diaries on YouTube. It's adorable. It's cute. I've got to rewatch that. Lydia. Oh my God, she's funny too. <laughs> but with just the friendships that they have and Lizzie going through this whole okay now Mr. Collins has Mm -hmm. asked me for my hand in marriage and the whole spiel that he goes on with like proposal oh my gosh I know that women are supposed to just say no and so thank you so much for saying no what a good job you did saying no and I'm going to keep on asking you to marry me and I'm not going to listen to any of the words that you're saying and Elizabeth is just like um excuse me I have opinions, too, and they are that I do not want to marry you, sir, and please do not take my silence or my knowing for a yesing because it's a no. Like, it's presented in a funny situation that made me laugh in a dumbfounded kind of way. But also, I want to point out on a serious note, like, this is why rape culture exists. This is why. Like, Mm -hmm. hi. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, is like, wow, Jane does such an eloquent job of like setting up a funny, safe feeling encounter. Yeah. You know, it where it's just like we we're not nobody is threatened by him. Right. <laughs> Mr. Collins. Yeah. Nobody, no, like no. he's not a threat to anybody. No. We know that he is just stupid mm-hmm. and talking out of his butt right now. But she and plays we can handle it. this. But like that is the whole thing. It's like, yeah, like you said, like, no, I know exactly how I feel Mm -hmm. and how I think. And I'm saying no. And that's it. End of conversation. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Like, you know, and so he just like, he cannot. 
Well, and that not take a hint. That whole part is wrapped up yeah. in almost like his confidence and ambivalence and his inability to see anything from other people's point of view. Mm-hmm. But it's a very real thing. As the reader, I now have to read two very big paragraphs of Mr. Collins actually telling me that no, in fact, my mm-hmm. feelings as Elizabeth are wrong. I do know that she's not into him, and mm-hmm. now he's still sitting here being like, and but society uh, has the woman's fairness says that you are supposed mm-hmm. to blah, blah. get out of here i don't know okay silence mm-hmm. and patience man those are two really mm-hmm. wonderful hard hard one mm-hmm. things to build on Ugh, and elizabeth, elizabeth has patient. a lot of opportunities <laughs> to be patient in these moments <laughs> oh my god because she really does my face would not be able to be quiet during all of these words i just no. i i wouldn't have done well in the regions no that conversation would not have gone that way no it would have been very different if i were there <laughs> it would have been a very Sir. different situation <laughs> yeah yeah but the just the come the Mm-mm. the now who's he gonna choose mm-hmm. it's not lizzie no and so well now, and like it's like even the fact that like just because you're socially awkward doesn't make it okay for you to belittle or gaslight or stonewall, which are all the things that he does. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just like, you know, and so I liked that message of just the fact that like, and Lizzie knows that. And she's like, no, like, I know he's just like a bumbling fool and like, he's not trying to be hurtful, but he still is. And, and you like, yeah. <laughs> You have the ability to, like, see what's wrong with your actions and your words when people tell you that. And you just choose not to. And you choose to ignore what people say to you. Yep. And so there's just no hope here. And then continuing on. (laughs) And then he continues. It's just like. And then goes to the party. Time after time after time after time. And introduces himself. And literally tells Lizzie that, like, oh, I respect you so much, but I'm not going to listen to anything you're saying. Okay, then you don't respect me. Like, (laughs) because you're literally doing the opposite. Of what I have advised. So if you thought that I was so smart and you trusted me so much, then you would listen to my advice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy how that is, right? It's uh really it's also that like, okay, she's met Mr. Darcy. You've never met him. So she's telling you something about him. Maybe listen. Yeah. And no, be I'm like, shaking oh, my head. interesting. Ah, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. But no, he knows better. Oh my God. What a just, loser. I'm all worked up. I'm all crazy. Hey, ooh. Um, do we want to take a stretch break real quick to um, just help the vibes and we clear probably out the should. anger? Because this has been a I, got, lot. I got mad about Mr. Collins because bless the Mr. Collins is out there, but the unawareness <sighs> is frustrating. And yes. as someone who mm. is like stuck in, you know, she's mm. like, oh my gosh, Regency era, everything's going to be entailed to Mr. Collins. I can't just flick him off in the face. I no. can't just tell him to no, like you can't. hit the road, buddy. It's like my whole family's money is tied in to if my father stops reading books and staying alive all of the money goes to him mm-hmm. who is going to marry him so he's working his way down yep. and it's like okay so now she's second banana mm-hmm. to jane and it's like oh shoot you know whatever and it's gonna to be you sir nice it, that was like it was the nice thing like oh yeah. and he just like went into it feeling like such the better man like oh i will take on one of their daughters and then i'll take care of them and it's like so good again there you go that's the kind of proposal you want you want someone to come up to you and be like yo i got you (laughs) and 
it's a big favor, I know, but I guess I'll do it for you. Let's go take a stretch break. <laughs> stretch break. <laughs> hey, Abpod listeners. Hope you're feeling groovy and this episode is bringing a slice of nice to your day. Did you know you could follow AquariusBehavior.pod on Instagram to see weekly episode updates and behind-the-scenes podcast pictures? Yeah, it's true. You can also email the show at AquariusBehavior.pod at gmail.com to share your friendship stories or suggest a segment. Stay hydrated, buddies. Now on with the show. That was a nice stretch break. Go for Austin. Woo! Woo! Man. What else do we have to talk about? We've... Oh, you know who we haven't talked about yet? We have a lot of people to talk Yeah. We haven't talked about Wickham yet. <gasps> Mr. Wickham. Mr. Wickham. The... Hmm. They're in town. Mr. Wickham. Mr. Wickham. Everyone's in town. We have to go see them. I mean... All the offices. It's... I'm not... It's not a spoiler if I say he is the fuck boy right like no, we yeah. all know this yeah like it seems pretty clear already in the first like we've read sense and sensibility like we know there's a fuck boy coming and so like wickham's here and you <laughs> yes. know he's like it's total classic setup mm-hmm. setup like a lot of similarities to willoughby in terms of like oh he's like a little bit of this like tall handsome mysterious character and like Oh, like we're not exactly sure of his past, but like he is charming and he gets through social situations mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So do sociopaths. Mm-hmm. They're really good at it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do we say to this? You can fake your way through a conversation <sighs> real easily, oh. especially if you don't care or, you know, or you have, um, you know, underlying mm-hmm. schemes. Yeah. Yeah. Like he went in there. Looking with his mm-hmm. eyes and noticing who was around mm-hmm. and seeing Mr. Darcy and them all of mm-hmm. a sudden being in the same circles with their history that yeah. they have. <sighs> yeah, what is this history? It's, it seems like Wickham has some some hangups about Darcy and has reason to not like Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. But do we believe him? Who knows yeah. at this point? There's it's no it's a little know. confusing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we're getting like mixed signals places. And now it's like, you know, Darcy all of a sudden like wants to get to know Elizabeth. And it's like, what do we do with this? Yeah. I don't even know. Like, we've got this one person who's like over here actually sudden until this one ball. And he's like, oh, my God, you want to dance with me? I mean, what is that? What is what that? do we what are we expecting to do here? Yeah. It's very confusing. A lot of confusing things that Elizabeth is having to deal with that she has no standing or like knowing of how to. You know, it's not like you can go on the internet and be like, all right, Regency fuckboy behavior. How Bring to it social. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just, she has to no. literally wing it. And being presented with now we have a Mr. Collins, we have a mm-hmm. Mr. Wickham, and we have a Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fitzwilliam Darcy. Oh, that is a great it's name, though. A like, what name. a cute name. Fitzwilliam <laughs> My name is Fitzwilliam Darcy. That's cute. And yeah. I mean, it does seem charming. Like, oh, you're just going to go along, like, ribbon shopping with me and my sisters. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. No, but, like, I love That's imagining cute. that, though, because it's, yeah, the inserting yourself into the everydayness yeah. of lady time, which is kind of dismissed in, like, social society. Mm-hmm. It's very friendly. It's, yeah. But, oh, 
quite friendly. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. Willoughby and then we have Wickham. Mm-hmm. Do you think that someone with a W name wronged Jane somewhere along the lines? And Those she was w just like, names. first two books, she's like, you know what? Gotta look out for him. Good villain name. Starts with a W. Starts with a W. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ugh, yeah. Like, and it's, it's this, again, this is one of those books where it's like, I know how it's going to turn out. And so I'm having a little bit of a hard time with this first podcast because I don't know if there's listeners who are reading along for the first time and I'm like, I don't want to spoil it for you. But also, I mean, these books have been around for over 200 years. Yeah. And so if you haven't read them already, g- come on, get on it. Yeah, go watch like, a movie. Neither have we. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think no. that that's the thing, though, is like at the beginning of this podcast, I was like, and then they live mm-hmm. happily ever after. And it's like, yeah, the story arc is there. We know. We know, we know the thing. It's the tiny details that stand yeah. out to us that mm-hmm. make us go <gasps> that I just love talking about because mm-hmm. it doesn't get old. And if you have or haven't experienced this book or movie, mm-hmm. it's still human behavior that we come in contact with consistently our chaotic storytelling is not landing on exactly the scene time place and situation that we're in but everyone knows those iconic moments Mm -hmm. everyone knows those moments if you've read or seen if you've read or seen the movie or the book (laughs) everyone knows what those are and so experiencing that and being like secondhand embarrassment is such a human thing Mm -hmm. like being approached by suitors that you are not interested in mm-hmm. or being conflicted about the feelings that your suitors are presenting you with mm-hmm. and having to choose it's all just very confusing and watching elizabeth try to navigate this with the grace that she does is just yeah how does cracking, that make you feel I'm just cracking my wrist and looking off into the distance it's you just, are she's just such a good character and how she i'm like gripping i'm gripping the chair i know it's like i can tell you're trying to find the <sighs> right words for your feelings Gosh. and you're just like you keep explaining <sighs> things in the book and sighing and i'm like your emote like your body language is telling a story <laughs> it is this is why this podcast works morgan because i can keep all of my feelings secret <laughs> i've also been like sighing deeply a it's lot just, as we've been uh, talking about it because, oxygen <laughs> yeah and it's just like it is there's so many feelings yeah. and like to your point it's amazing that like this kind of story it can actually translate into modern times oh absolutely so, like, like like you're saying we're reading things and like oh my gosh, I am thinking of myself in seventh grade or whatever at a party and I can see people going and talking to each other and it's so weird and like then my little brother's over there and totally embarrassed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, just, yeah, it's so relevant today. It's my Still. turn to sing karaoke and we're going to sing some Natalie Ambrulia. Oh yeah. And then then we're going to be done because everyone's like, okay, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> but okay i need to talk about a friendship though you're done yeah, yeah you're done we need to sing love shack now there was a oh there was a gosh. one cd that had six songs and it was it was fantastic seventh grade yeah. karaoke um but friendship in this book mm-hmm. and talking about now mr collins is looking for <gasps> his next potential bride and there's this whole part where lizzie right lizzie finds out the news but doesn't say anything and then no one else knows for a couple days until the kind of same thing within sense and sensibility when someone comes in and is like did you hear who has Mm. been engaged 
Mr. Collins yeah. and Charlotte. It's just it's very weird. Mm-hmm. And like I thought about that again this time around. Yeah. And what I would com- that be like? Well, exactly. And I compared it to like you and I. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, what if like someone asked me to marry them and I said no. Yeah. And then Samantha went around and was like, I'm actually gonna marry them. I I'm because they're really rich. And I'm like, that would be so fucking awkward. It'd be really hard. But, like weird yeah that is so weird and like but also like still wanting the best for your friend and you know charlotte her and charlotte clearly have different standards but like the thing i love about charlotte is that like i think charlotte's also smart and Mm -hmm. she's just coming about it from a different very matter-of-fact way resourceful and a survivalist realistic well like yeah here are the facts man and like i'm gonna make my choice and i'm gonna feel good about it and like, I'm in control of this, and this is my choice, which was very empowering. A little bit. It was just, like, it was very interesting because, and I think, like, that's such an interesting concept that Austin explores of, like, you know, feminism and freedom does it maybe look the same to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, Charlotte grew up, so we know, in, like, a home that's loving and her parents are supportive and... You know, but like she's going out and getting something that she wants, which is like very different than what Lizzie wants. And yeah. I'll admit very different from what I want um, out of my personal life and, <laughs> and love life. But I mean, also, you know, Charlotte's going out there and getting hers. She's saying, I'm, I mean, you can't hate. I can't hate that. No, it's what, 27 or 28. So obviously there's no mm-hmm. hope for her. 27 or 28 and you're out. I mean, in that time. Yeah. So that that was the choice. And so. Mm-hmm. From Lizzie's perspective of being like, well, okay, I'm upset because it's like this person is kind of taking my Mm hand-me-downs, but also I don't want those hand-me-downs and I want a relationship with my friend. Is Mm -hmm. Mr. Collins, him existing Mm -hmm. and my friend benefiting off of his existence, is that going to come between our friendship? And I remember Mm -hmm. um, Keira Knightley just spinning around in a swing for four months while time goes by after she Yeah, it was just, yeah, we're not going to give you any exposition about this. We're just going to show you. And that was enough. (laughs) And time is passing. Her world is literally spinning around her. (laughs) And so in the months that happen from when she goes to see Charlotte... Mm-hmm. And in that time and sees how um, how she's landed and mm-hmm. what it looks and feels like. And mm-hmm. it's like I she can see how her friend is happy. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Charlotte's like, you know, I'm not going to ask for your forgiveness. Like you can see this mm-hmm. is this is what the choices are. And it's not much. But I have so much time to myself mm-hmm. and I have so much time to live my life and mm-hmm. keep my husband happy and keep our you know, he mm-hmm. does his job. But then I have my freedom to be about the home. And I think mm-hmm. that that's that truly is just like there weren't a lot of choices for women back then. And this is a very reasonable one, albeit that mm-hmm. it's her best friend, you know. <sighs> and I it's know. like and now her best friend is kind of co in charge of their estate. And yeah, so it's that's like the weirdest part. Thank goodness that Charlotte's going to be there because it's like, well, at least the Bennett women won't be completely forgotten. It's like better her than just a random mm-hmm. person. You but it's hope? this complicated relationship now because now mm-hmm. Lizzie's angry and their relationship is changing. And so now mm-hmm. the new time that they are meeting each other, there is a like a 
increase in their mm-hmm. status differential almost yeah. of like, I now have more power over you and your family when mm-hmm. before Charlotte didn't stack up to Lizzie yes. like that. And so even though she took Lizzie's, you know, no thank yous, mm-hmm. now it's it's a variable she didn't contend for. Yes. Ooh. No, that is Ooh. like always shocking to me. It's just Ooh. like it comes out of left field and mm-hmm. it's just like when – when when did this happen? Did this happen? Like no. when did Charlotte even, even like talk? I've been yelling about Mr. Darcy for the past five know. chapters. How does she even have time to think uh, other thoughts? I don't even know. Yeah. Like and so, anyways, yeah, it just like seems like it's very out of left field. <sighs> but you know, you gotta marry someone, I guess. <laughs> what do you do? That's right. That's what Mr. <laughs> Collins days. said. He was just like, "Well, yeah." Pick a Bennett. He's like, "I need me a wife." Um, <laughs> I yeah. need me a wife. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's those. The thing that's so like alarming about this is, yeah, it's not even that it's like the best friend, which is a whole thing. But it's yeah. the fact that the power dynamics in their friendship now change Ooh, completely. completely. Whereas, like, before they are equals. They are friends. Yeah. If anything, like, Lizzie has, like, a tiny bit of a one-up because she's, like, you know, in society, which I say with quotations. Mm-hmm. She's, like, younger and a little bit more attractive. Mm-hmm. Like It's kind of older sister, yeah, younger sister energy a little bit, too. Very much, mm-hmm. yes. And so um, – you know, that's that's kind of what I would say. Like, they really are equal. But, yeah, the fact that then she marries Mr. Collins makes her the inherit – like, she's going to inherit their in- estate and all of their money. Yeah. Which is weird. And, yeah, like, you really hope that your best friend isn't going to fuck you over when the time comes. But also, like, let's look at Sense and Sensibility and the Dashwoods. And, Ugh. like, Mr. Dashwood – Mr. Dashwood Woo! was, like, super confident that yeah. his son was going to take care of – his daughters and his wife and it was just like of course he would do that like why wouldn't he and he like grew up with them Mm -hmm. and like of course he's gonna take care of them i'm not worried and look what happened it's just like fanny comes in like you know what though those dishes would look great in our dining room instead yes (laughs) when people are in it to survive yeah like who knows what'll happen like it could get ugly yeah and so yeah it's like it's just so it's so awkward. And, and then, like, what do we do? And, and like, for me, seeing, like, what's heartbreaking for me in real life is just that moment that Elizabeth is experiencing of, like, seeing her best friend, someone she loves, someone she admires, someone she has so much respect for, yeah. making a different choice. And, like, I kind of look at that like, no, Charlotte, you're selling out. Mm-hmm. Like, you – are definitely marrying under yourself. Yeah. And you're settling. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you settling? Because I want you to have a better life. But I think that's, like, kind of the point, too, is just, like, the boundaries of a friendship and, like, a mature adult relationship with somebody is, like, well, how do you continue to be friends when someone isn't being malicious towards you, but they're just making choices that you disagree with or maybe you think they want better. Yeah. And like, how do you continue being their friend and not make it all about what you think and like actually respecting them? Yeah. And like hearing them and seeing them as a person. The it's the where is mm. the line of yeah. being in each other's business on that friend mm. or best friend level and mm-hmm making choices that are not best for yourself. And I think that in this case, 
because she looks around and says, well, my house is one mm-hmm. of maybe 15 in the next 40 miles, whatever, whatever Regency <laughs> era houses yeah. and cities were like there were just there were not a ton of gentlemen or officers. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's just like, well, these are the choices. Mm-hmm. And yeah, watching your friend just like, OK, good luck. And now mm-hmm. how do we have a relationship now that you I mean, awkward in the room? I said no to all of the things you're saying yes to. Yes. How how now do we do? Yeah. Like you think that was good enough and I thought it was absolute shit. Yeah. And so like now how do I continue to have a relationship with you and support you and be respectful and be respectful and like loving yeah. and loving. I don't know. <sighs> it's hard. It's weird. And it's like they both are so aware of it too. Like in that whole mm-hmm. scene, I don't remember what chapter it's in or if it's past the midpoint or not. Did we read that in this part? I've read this book so many times. I believe they're we in did, yeah, and Grace. it was just like the yeah. very end. They're in Lady Catherine de Bourgh. That's right. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Lady something- Catherine de Bourgh. Let's talk about <laughs> her next. But um, yeah, so like they have a very matter of fact conversation mm-hmm. of like, hey, we're both here, and this is lovely, and. Mm-hmm. These are the choices I've made for myself. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to my home and experiencing what I have chosen. Mm-hmm. And there's a sweet moment where Elizabeth does, you know, some sort of like smiling and they have a moment of just like understanding and sweetness. Mm-hmm. And then you just move on mm-hmm. and you have to be an adult about it. But it's the it's the tug of like where yes. where does that stop and how do you say it's not actually about me and they're not doing this to hurt me. Yeah. They're doing it for probably their own reasons. Usually people are very self-motivated, mm-hmm. I've found. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, it also sucks being told off by a friend and, like, overstepping boundaries. We were hanging out one day and I was like, I mean, are you sure that you want to do this? Because, like, it's been very painful in the past and I just, like, it doesn't really seem like a good idea. Know, and, like, man. what are you doing and mm-hmm. stuff? And she just very bluntly told me to bud the fuck out. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. And like, you know, so that like really got me thinking. I was like, she's right. I mean, thanks. You know, there was because there was nothing like there was nothing abusive going on. Like there was nothing like hurtful happening. It was just like that was a really messy breakup. And like you had a lot of reasons why you weren't together. And like now it's been a couple months and you're going to try it again. Like, I yeah or mm. yeah and you know but i was just like wow yeah that was not my place to say fuck off morgan like but you don't get to say those things that does not matter like how is that helping the situation and i saw that a lot in like lizzie of just like yeah her thinking like wow yeah i've been saying some like pretty strong mean things about this person i've been that very my best friend is about to- <laughs> yeah like i've been very opinionated <laughs> and now exactly like exactly how she feels oh my gosh she- she's been talking about so much shit about Correct. mr collins that's why this is so <laughs> embarrassing because like lizzie has not uh, held back to yeah. charlotte and so like that again for me is just what makes it so cringeworthy <laughs> for me is just like because lizzie has not hid her disgust at all yeah and so charlotte knows how disgusted she is by mr collins and she just thinks mr collins is just slimy and stupid Mm -hmm. and then to have your best friend come to you and be like i know that you think they are just like the worst a piece of shit (laughs) but like i'm gonna marry him because this is the best i think i can get Mm -hmm. like ow yeah but like you can't tell her she deserves more because you can't control that like you can't control that for her she says i want to eat at rosings with lady catherine de berg 
at least once a week and sit in her reserved pew. This is the life that, that I choose. <laughs> Lady Catherine de Berg. Oh, yeah. Lady Catherine de Berg. Just going to Rosings, right? Is it Rosings? Rosings Park. Rosings yeah. Park. Okay. Not, yeah. There's so many good names for places. I just want to make sure that I'm getting the right fancy name for the fancy place. Yeah. The uh, name of the fancy, this fancy estate. This fancy estate many. is Rosings. Uh, but going in and how Jane describes just the absolute luxury, decadence, just mm-hmm. forgotten rooms and hugeness and mm-hmm. um, how she how she paints Lady Catherine de Berg for us. And her opinions and her very high thoughts about herself. And one of the things she says is like, if I I would have been a great musician if I ever would have tried something along those oh, lines. Oh, yeah. Like if she it's tries just, anything, she would have uh, been the best. Oh, I would have like, been the best. At everything. Of course. And, and so having her and Mr. <laughs> Collins in the same room for a lot of these party mm-hmm. scenes is just so, again, cringe. This yes. is just like Regency era cringe nation. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what this whole. Cringe nation. Like all of the Rosings things. And so then mm-hmm. you have Mr. Collins saying things like, oh, Lizzie, if this is what you brought, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine for Lady Catherine de yeah, She'll understand okay. that you're oh traveling. Like just so many um, like backhanded digs. Backhanded. If you have a friend who speaks sure. to you like that, mm, reassess because that's a backhanded dig and mm-hmm. that is not kindness. Mm-hmm. That is unkindness. <laughs> no. I just, ooh, <clears throat> yeah. Lady Catherine de Berg and her talking up her daughter and then her whole all of her words about how they, you know, are to be betrothed and all of those things. Mr. Darcy. What? There's a is that real? Is that gossip? gossip? Like, oh my gosh. There's just some whispers. Yeah. So (sighs) it's just there's a lot of strong feelings and opinions happening. And Elizabeth is mm-hmm. just watching and seeing it all unfold. Mm-hmm. And like, isn't there a point? I highlighted it. Yeah. At the end, she is at Rosings. And then all of a sudden, Fitzwilliam walks through the door. <gasps> we didn't know that Darcy was going to be here. Why we are just here? hanging out. Wait, you said Fitzwilliams walked through the door. Yeah. Did he or did Darcy? Darcy. Fitzwilliam Darcy. Oh, Fitzwilliam Wickham, I thought you said. Oh, no, Fitzwilliam Darcy is his name. Mr. Darcy's first name is Fitzwilliam? Yes. Oh, I thought that was Wickham. No. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Darcy. I totally did not remember that. Yes. God, that's fucking adorable. Um, No, because I did a a wee bit in the back here. Do you think Lizzie calls him FW? I would be like, FW. We'd you say, hey, Fitzy. Mm. Hey, Fitz. (laughs) (laughs) You looking fit. He's cute. You looking fit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Regency era pickup lines. Yeah, Regency era flirting at us. (laughs) That is hot. Yeah, just the the confusing inner workings and secret betrothings. And, like, that's what I love, Jane, yes. too, is she always pulls out, like, secret relationships mm-hmm. out of a back pocket. Someone's been carrying around a picture for four years. And now we find out this is the next plot line. Yes. Going through these. And then just Elizabeth just just watching it all. And, and, like, just, oh. and, and that's the thing with, with Jane's. Jane Austen's novels, at least the last two that we've read, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of gossip. She it's spends gossip. a lot of time yes. with the gossip. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just don't know. I just don't know at points. And I'm like, is this just stupid gossip or is this something new? 
Okay, so we're back. Fitzwilliam Darcy. Yo, Fitzwilliam Darcy. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? That is so cute. His name is Fitzwilliam Darcy. Also, I only picture Colin Firth when I picture Mr. Darcy. Yeah. I mean, he's just, for me, he's the ultimate. I can't. I mean, in general, he's the ultimate. (laughs) In general. I mean, just out of reach. (laughs) And it's just amazing to me, like, how perfectly he fits that role. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, my God, did Austin just manifest him? I don't know. The restraint. It's a little spooky how perfect it is. Just a lot of restraint in his voice. Okay, so before. Measured words. Before we misinterrupted um, our tiny co-host. Yes, you were saying we were at Lady Catherine de Bourgh's. Lady Catherine de Bourgh. All of a sudden, Fitzwilliam Darcy walks in and we are not expecting him. No, we are just, everyone is having a time. Yeah, I'm just going to read, I'm just going to read a little bit of just the end of chapter, what is it, 30? 30 or 31? Yeah, the end of chapter 30. But it's just one of these awkward, one of these awkward times so we're gonna hang out with mr collins for a minute and then jump into Mm -hmm. a dinner scene but Mm -hmm. wow pride and prejudice this is just ultimate butt clench it's been a banger so far yeah butt clench banger clench and banger (laughs) butt clench and banger (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay on the following morning he hastened to rosings to pay his respects there were two nephews of Lady Catherine to require them, for Mr. Darcy had brought with him a Colonel Fitzwilliam, the younger son of his uncle, Lord eh? And to the great surprise of all the party, when Mr. Collins returned, the gentleman accompanied him. Charlotte had then seen them from her husband's room, crossing the road, and immediately running into the other, told the girls what an honor they might expect, adding... I may thank you, Eliza, for this piece of civility. Mr. Darcy would never have come so soon to wait upon me. Elizabeth had scarcely time to disclaim all right to the compliment before their approach was announced by the doorbell. So I think they're actually at the farm. They're not in Rosings. Mm-hmm. They're what? Yep. The girls are hanging out at the farm and all of a sudden Mr. Collins is approaching. Okay. With Darcy. They're, yeah. they're at Mr. Collins's Yep. They're at Mr. Home. Collins's home. Yeah. Sorry. You guys, a lot of places. You guys, there's a lot of places they're, in this they're book. They're constantly going around places. Going and traveling. There's a lot of travel in Jane Austen there's books. Awkward it's encounters. So what do you do when you're single in the Regency era? Like, what are you going to do? Go to fucking town. Go to Fucking town Just in fucking the go town, man. area. Okay. Buy some ribbons, talk to people, <laughs> feed your horse. <laughs> Hopefully you get married. It's how, what anyone can hope for. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow. That was gorgeous. Okay. <clears throat> Elizabeth had scarcely time to disclaim all right to the compliment before their approach was announced by the doorbell. And shortly afterwards, the three gentlemen entered the room. Colonel Fitzwilliam, who led the way, was about 30, not handsome, but in person. His address, most truly the gentleman. Mr. Darcy looked just as he had been used to look in the Hertfordshire, paid his compliments with the usual reserve to Mr. Collins, and whatever might be his feelings towards her friend met her with every appearance of composure. Elizabeth merely curtsied to him without saying a word. Colonel Fitzwilliam entered into conversation directly 
with readiness and ease of a well-bred man and talked very pleasantly. But his cousin, after having addressed a slight observation on the house and garden to Miss, Mrs. Collins, sat for some time without speaking to anybody at length. His civility was so far awakened as to inquire of Elizabeth and the health of her family. She answered him in the usual way, and after a moment's pause, she added, My eldest sister has been in town these three months. Have you ever happened to see her there? She was perfectly sensible that he never had, but she wished to see whether he would betray any consciousness of what had passed between the Bingleys and Jane, and she thought he looked a little confused as he answered that he had never been so fortunate as to meet Miss Bennet. The subject was pursued no further, and the gentleman soon after it went away. Mm-hmm. You were in London. Mr. Bingley left with no, like, this is the other just thing. Mm-hmm. If I was Mrs. Bennett, this is what I would also be yelling about. Oh, yeah. And, like, Jane because, is secretally heartbroken like, this whole time. She we is haven't cr- talked about no, her, we she's even, over there. Yeah, and it's like, I she's didn't want to end time. this without talking about how Jane <sighs> right. we is. We need to. We need to. She, okay, Bingley is there. He's moved in. Go talk to him. Jane, fall in love. Everyone thinks that it's great. Bingley's like, you know what? Actually, mm-hmm. I need to go to London. And we don't know why. We, as the audience at this point of the book, we don't know why he's all of a sudden just cooled his jets on. It, it was abrupt. He, It was abrupt. Yeah. It was abrupt. Yeah. And it's uncertain when he's going to return. And what happened? And so now that Jane has been visiting family in town, in London, it's like, well, you guys are hanging in the same circles. Have you seen my sister? Like, what a... What a circum circumstitious way, <laughs> mm-hmm. circumventing mm-hmm. way to ask words about things and yeah. inquire. Because really, what she's saying is, "Hey, have you seen Bingley anytime mm-hmm. recently? And also my sister. And were they in the same room? And do you know anything? And what's going on? What's the goss? Because yeah. we don't know. We're in the dark. <laughs> a bless. Yeah. Excuse me. Thank you." Yeah, but also trying to ask all of those things uh, without being too forward. And because she's not in a like room that, with people. Yeah, in a room with people. Because, like, it isn't that casual of a setting. It, I mean, it's not like if it were just her and Charlotte alone, how they might talk, which also that's something, too, that has definitely buttoned up. Like, they're. Yes. Like, have you noticed, like, that shift and how it became a little bit more formal? Yes. Because, like, that power dynamic shift. They, it was weird. They are re um, stretching into mm-hmm. the binds of their friendship mm-hmm. of, like, what is now okay? Because mm-hmm. our. Comfort circles have shrunk. Yeah. So Elizabeth definitely doesn't seem as free as she did in the very beginning of the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially Darcy coming over there, it's a tight butthole moment. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. It's just the idea Ooh. of, okay, we have talked about unexpected guests. And it's like, if you I show up at my home. Guests. Don't surprise me. Don't surprise me. Text me. You Let have me to be a very specific person for it to be delightful mm. for me to be surprised. No. And I just, the idea of all of these un like unresolved storylines walking up your driveway. Mm-hmm. Like Mr. Collins, Mr. Darcy, and Fitzwilliam, who is related to the family somehow. Yeah. I'm in my home clothes, man. It's like, I'm in my home clothes. I'm in my home clothes. And I'm just trying to hang, man. I'm just trying to do my gardening and have a nice time and write some letters. Yes. And you're walking up my driveway and now I have to be on, perform. And this also is my only opportunity to ask any questions or inquire about anything. It's not like I can call you later and be like, oh, I forgot to ask you this one thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. you have to get everything on your agenda done when people are, ooh, hit the microphone. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you have to get everything on your agenda done when mm-hmm. people are in your vicinity. Otherwise, it's like, all right, well, maybe my letter will catch you later. And so it's like the restraint and the all not talking mm-hmm. when they should be talking and the layers of. My tiny co-host was looking at me strangely. I just wanted to make sure he was okay. I think that he thinks that I'm yelling at you because I am motioning with my finger and wobbling my head around. And he's like, ladies, is everything okay? Oh, he's like chewing out his fur. Hold on a second. Stop (laughs) it again. Why are you doing this? Oh, wow. Remus is joining us. Okay, I'm just going to hold him for a little bit because oh, he's, he's just gonna love it's that. like he's doing some nervous licking. Yeah. So I just want him to know that he's safe. That's, you know, the Regency area, er, <gasps> area, the Regency area really gets us worked up. It just, the whole Clearly. area of Regency, we Ugh. just get feisty about and it. Remus, my it's, goodness. Yeah, he's just over there grumbling <sighs> like a grumpy pants. Okay, mm-hmm. so as we were saying, though, so mm-hmm. we were talking about Jane. Jane and her <sighs> whole, like, she walks into the room and sees the man she's going to fall in love mm-hmm. with, and they both peacefully know that they are going to end up with each other, and then something happens, and now he's gone. Yeah, it's like, and what's now it's going like, on? It was going so well. It was. Everyone's like, it was going so well. <laughs> Like, what happened? And so Jane just goes to London to be heartbroken about it. And now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, running in circles. Have you seen my sister? Mm-hmm. And then we wait. And then time just has to progress until, like, the next plot point, which won't be mm-hmm. for days because the letter has to essentially walk here. <sighs> Guys. Yeah. Jane's whole journey. And the steadfast sisterliness, too, of them just supporting each other and, yeah. like, the secret feelings that they're both feeling and Jane just being like, oh, yeah, Wickham. Like, look at Wickham. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, good for you, Elizabeth. Like, oh, yeah, Mr. Collins. Yeah, I agree. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth's like, mm, yeah, Bingley. <gasps> Jane. We're getting wow. another lovely, strong sister story mm-hmm. like we did in Sense and Sensibility, with which I really enjoy because I didn't have sisters growing up. I just have one younger brother, mm-hmm. which is great. It's just very different. Mm-hmm. And so I love watching all the sister dynamics. The interactions. It's very the... sweet. Her and Jane. Yeah. It's very sweet. And them just watching out for each other and wanting yeah. the best for each other. And like mm-hmm. they, there's so little criticism between the two of them. It's mm-hmm. only when like Elizabeth says or does something where Jane's like, oh, Lizzie. And like, oh. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> oh. that's beneath you, honey. Oh, like, no. come on. Don't do that. <laughs> Oh, mm. yes, you're right. But she does. She does really respect Lizzie and yeah. knows like, hey, she's more outspoken than I am. And I don't have to tell her to shut up, <laughs> yeah, and, <that's> right. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, she's not controlling towards Lizzie. Like she lets her be who she is and also, you know, does bring up boundaries when it's necessary. Yeah. Because it is with everybody. <laughs> yeah. That the all the sister dynamics in that family. I could we could just do a whole episode about the five sisters. Oh and my gosh, we could all all of that. We haven't even talked about Lydia, but we'll save her for part two. She, <sighs> ugh, Lydia, Lydia's, ugh, she's, she's, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lydia's got some stuff coming up. Let's oh, say that for bless. sure. I know. Wow, but I think yeah, it it is. It's a tough one because I literally could keep going, but I think we got to wrap this up at some point. Yeah, it's and time so, to wrap it up. I know I have said all of the major things that have been burning in my heart. Mm-hmm. And and for me, like, those are just the main plot points. And again, because it's content that it's just, I'm so familiar with this. Yeah. Like, I could talk forever. 
Um, but I think it's more important just to point out the things that are different or maybe the the revelations that I've had yeah. this time around. Yeah, you're, and I think I've done that. Your thoughts about confident. the the <sighs> love life of the Bennets and that whole family structure, that was something that I had not thought about. What? So thank you for that little nugget of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That was lovely. Now you will, listening to that second part this month. Yeah. Something to be curious about. Yeah. I really want to uh, read in. I want to read between the lines. Yeah. Read between the lines. Mm. Well, I love this. Okay. Well, do you have anything else that you need to say? I mean, you guys, Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice, (sighs) thanks for joining us for Book Nook. This is always just a fantastic time. Mm -hmm. Tell us how you're reading this book. Are you reading it with a friend? Are you solo reading? Are you listening? Mm -hmm. Are you just thinking of the scenes in the movies because you're just not about that book life? Mm -hmm. I want to hear about it. Come hang out with us on Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. We have some fun things coming up. So, oh, stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, and speaking (laughs) of uh, next week, uh, for those wondering, it is the fifth Wednesday of the month. Ooh, it's a weird one. And we do have an episode coming out so we will be releasing an episode you get a bonus one um and we're doing our first mini episode (gasps) podcast chronicles (gasps) oh my gosh so yeah we're gonna do we're just gonna serve you a mini episode like 20 maybe 30 minutes a little dollop for your weird wednesday and just give y'all an update for those of you curious about like how the podcasting is coming and like all of our Dataline-al. Yeah, um, I have some ridiculous stories. So I know, we yeah. need to yell about some stuff. Oh, me too. We've learned so much. So <laughs> if you're interested in hearing those random stories from us, that's what you're getting next week. Yep, that's right. Um, and then we'll be back with like normalish or lineup in April. But I don't know. Do you want to tell people what we're doing in April or is it a secret? I mean, you know, or do we want to save it for next week? Let's save it for oh, next week. Tune in next week and we'll tell you what we're going to do in April. Because mm. everyone who's we'll listening update. will be there. Podcast why, Chronicles. Why would they stop now? They've <gasps> made it this far. I love it. We love you guys. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye.